We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth! Man, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good morrow. <laughs> I can't hear myself, but I'm sure I'm live. Have you not? Have you not tur- turned us on? We, we. No, we're we're on. That that's weird. Cause that, that I just can't hear myself. Totally worked. Like, is it? Is the studio? Is your headphones turned up? Um, yeah. That's weird. I, it says main mic. Main mic. I'm your main mic. Oh, here we go. I can hear it. You got your volume now. Excellent. It's coming yeah, through. It's just. Um, it was like when you turn a tap on, and it just like takes a while for the water to come through. <laughs> It's all fuzzy as well. I'm sure it's not coming out as fuzzy, but um, it is sounding fuzzy in my ears. But well, all good. Well, if anyone's listening and it's coming out fuzzy in your ears, uh, do uh, go and see a doctor. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, give us a call and let us know. <laughs> well, you can you can also like text us or something like that as well and say you're you're all fuzzy. What's going on? Oh, Alan will fuzzy, let us know. Fuzzy wuzzy was a something or other. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. I'm was not he? sure. There was a, this Fuzzy Wuzzy was. Uh, I don't know if it was Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman. Uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Was he? I, I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Well, let's see what Fuzzy Wuzzy was. I'm just gonna put it in the Google. <laughs> fuzzy. Um, no, that's not. That's Fuzzy. Wuzzy. These are the hard questions that we're gonna answer on unscripted. Was a. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear poem. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman. So there you go. That That's the uh, the, the Google so, searches there. Mm, okay um, there. Okay. Yep. So that was apparently Good Fuzzy stuff. Wuzzy was a woman from uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, which is a, a movie. So There you go. See, we ah, tied it all back. Gene, well, it was Gene Wilder. Well done us. Yeah. Um, so we're not just here to, to you know, explain to you who Fuzzy Wuzzy was. We are also here I'm glad, to... I, I'm glad there was that it was actually something because otherwise it would just <laughs> be... Could you imagine? Why, why, was I, why was it in my head Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman? And I was like, and it was from Gene Wilder because hear no evil, see no evil. I think it was Gene Wilder was deaf and... and Richard Pryor was blind. And I think he was trying to read someone's lips... And uh, what he saw was a person, like their lips, he thought they said Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman. Right. That was the joke. Because jokes, as we all know, are funnier when you explain them. That's right. Uh, yes, and if you're not too sure what we're talking about, um, we've dropped our latest um, Tangent City episode, which is just tangents. Like uh, I believe we, we entitled it What's a group of tangents called or something along the, along those lines. Uh, very entertaining, if I do say so myself. But again, we're not here to talk about Fuzzy Wuzzy. We are here to talk about uh, all things movies. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Unscripted Film Show with Lewis and Rach. Uh, and uh, Cecilia is working. She's got people off uh, with COVID, as many, many people do. So they're a bit short-staffed. So, um, 
you've got me and Lou today. Yeah, pretty much everywhere you go these days, it's kind of, oh, this person's off with COVID or they might have COVID or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, at least, you know, we're, we're doing quite well here in WA. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're, we're losing the masks tomorrow. Uh, well, they're non-mandatory. So if you want to wear a mask, you go right ahead and continue to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite good. And hopefully things will remain that way. Just remember, keep washing those hands. Yes, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't go out and touch people's faces. Don't do that. Yeah, Don't do that. Also, that's weird. Yeah, it is, it is odd. And, and licking people, that's got to stop. No more licking people. That was my favourite thing. Uh, well, you know, they, they, we've got to change. It's the, the new world. Mm. Less licking. Less licking. Well, that's yeah. just Unless you fun. know them and, and there's consent there. I was going to say, consent. Consent. Consensual licking is fine. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's fine. Just, uh, it's just a random licking is, is, is not on. Well, we, it's very important to teach consent at mm. all ages. Um, Bryce has got a couple of friends who like to kiss him and he doesn't like kisses and I'm like, you need to tell them. So he's like, I don't like kisses. Please don't kiss me. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> you're telling them you don't consent to that. So, mm. Oh, well, I'm jealous of Bryce now. It's like I didn't get kissed till I was a teenager. Um, a late teenager at that. Well, the two people, his two friends that are kissing him are both boys. So, um, but he just doesn't like kisses in general unless it's from me and, and his dad. Right. So, Lewis, don't kiss my son. <laughs> should not have any problems there. I think you're good. I think you're good. Oh, my gosh. This is and going the, the, off those young, rails. And those young lads need to, to learn about consent as well. They do. Yes. They yes. do. Consent's very important. Yeah. So we've got a, a slew of movies to talk about, mostly from your end. Um, you saw Lost City, which is the new Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, Daniel Radcliffe vehicle. Brad Pitt. Is that what they call it? Brad Pitt. Is that, I didn't know Brad Pitt was in it until you mentioned yeah. it. And I have watched the trailer, but only once. Um, you saw the unbearable weight of, of a massive mass- of talent, massive talent yes, which is the new Nick Cage film. Like, Because I said to Kat when I came home from the show the previous week, mm. uh, I said, that, yeah, we've got to go and see this movie this weekend. And she was like, nah, and just wasn't like, you know, it uh, wasn't like into it. Uh, and then all of a sudden after you and uh, Cecilia were just like, oh, my God, this film is amazing. She was like, we must go and see that. And she was like booking it there and then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping, well, I'll hear later, but I'm, I'm sure you'll let me know how she felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you watched Adam Project, which is on Netflix. Yes. Um, which has got Mark Ruffalo and, um, no? Yes, it does. You're right. Quite right. Okay. Uh, I just, I, it's odd that you went to Mark Ruffalo first. Who, who else is in it? Uh, Ryan Reynolds is the, the main dude. Okay. <laughs> you can see where my, my um, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a Hulk person. Hulk person. Yeah. I'm just a, a Mark Ruffalo person. And isn't it uh, Jennifer Gardner yes, in that Jennifer as well? Jennifer Gardner. Uh, Garner, yep. Um, I'm sure she does like a bit of gardening, but uh, <laughs> her name is Gar- Garner, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I've got some Spanish film festival stuff to talk about. Hola. You've got CinemaCon 2020, 2022. <laughs> 2022, that's correct. Um, so, yeah, shall we just jump right in? Well, what would you like to talk about Well, first? let's talk about CinemaCon because this is like talking about stuff that's coming up. Yeah, um, let's do it. And uh, and there was some some fairly uh, exciting news uh, that came out of uh, uh, out of CinemaCon. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, so do you tell? Well, Disney's uh, put their upcoming slate of movies. Um, Yes, yes, to you in the back. Sorry, sorry, Rachel has her hand up, so. Yeah. Um, one of them's Chip and Dale. Oh, really? Well, I don't know if it came out oh. at CinemaCon, um, but there is a Chip and Dale movie heading to um, 
to Disney Plus, I think, okay. in the next few months mm-hmm. uh, with Will Arnett and that was the only name I can remember. I couldn't, I didn't watch the whole trailer. Um, but, yeah, Chippendale's uh, Rescue Rangers, <laughs> pretty sure. That's, that's cool. It. Do love yeah, a bit of Chippendale. Um, that's a big screen like that, that that screen there you so you look at that and just go that's not a very big screen and then you see the tiny man standing underneath it you go holy crap that's a big oh screen oh my goodness i'm like where is the man yeah. he's like an ant yeah he's an ant against this massive screen um so uh obviously this year we probably know all these ones anyway uh, there's Lightyear, there's doctor strange the multiverse of madness there's thor love and thunder uh there's wakanda forever there's a movie called amsterdam another one called the menu uh one called the banshees of uh ishninurin i can't pronounce that last word uh, and uh, the bob's burgers movie um it's weird though because i got uh, then in 2023 you've also got guys the galaxy volume three the marvels indiana jones um uh, the Little Mermaid, uh, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion is that's one that in, interests me a lot. Well, it's a Disney franchise. Well, it's a it's a Disney Based ride, a ride. Mm. and it's had one movie with uh, Eddie Murphy made. But yeah. uh, I did not know they were that close to making a Haunted Mansion film that it's actually coming out next year. So mm-hmm. that that's pretty cool. Uh, and then Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, but Avatar. Uh, the Way of Water is Avatar 2. Mm. But then in 2022, they've got a, a logo there for Avatar. So does that mean they're re-releasing Avatar? Uh, maybe they have to re-release Avatar because it's been... Uh, it was released in 2008 and now we're in 2022. Don't um, make me do math. That's 14 years. Yes, that's 14 years. It's, been, it's 14 well years. Well done, Brain. It's 14 years since Avatar's been out. So maybe their, their thinking is that people might have forgotten what Avatar was and so they're going to try and re-release that to make a bit more money. I, before... I must say I've pretty much forgotten it. Um, it was a one and done for me. Yeah. I don't know if I could sit through it again, to be honest. I'm, I'm not on the Avatar train. Well, the uh, in the article I was reading, it says, James, Cam- James Cameron's long-awaited, long-forgotten sci-fi franchise, Avatar, is making a return this year. Um, so, the, yeah, the movie's going to be called uh, The Way of the Water. Now, the interesting thing was, at CinemaCon, before they played this little trailer for Avatar, The Way of Water, which is going to be in front of um, uh, Multiverse of Badness next week. Right. Before they played it, they handed out 3D glasses to everyone in the audience. Oh, no. So my question is, has nobody told James Cameron that 3D is kind of dead? I hate 3D. I Well, that just... that. That's uh, it for me. I'm not seeing it. I don't. I don't even need to think about it. It's one less thing I have to see. But um, so apparently, each of the four upcoming sequels, starting with The Way of Water, will be standalone stories focusing on the Sully family, who was the you know uh, Jake Sully and 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 all the other uh, you know the well, I guess at the time it was just him and uh, the one that um, uh, that. Uh, his brother? No, no, not his brother. <laughs> um, uh, Gamora. Uh, who's the actress who plays Gamora? Um, Zoe Saldana. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Zoe Saldana plays uh, the, the Avatar. Uh, sorry, not the Avatar. The actual Navi. And he's the Avatar body of a Navi. And so it's about them and their kids. Oh, so yeah. Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana's Zoe Saldana. kids. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's about the Sully. F- That'd be cute kids. Yeah, so each one's going to be a standalone, fe- uh, standalone about the Sully family, but they're going to form a connected saga because we're talking like Avatar 2, 3, 4, 
uh, 10. I don't know. It's. I think he's trying to do like a, a Fast and the Furious thing with this. Or a Star um, Wars thing. Possibly, yeah. Uh, so the Avatar films are trying to push the boundaries of 3D technology. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is a thing, though, though like – We've we've done James's 3D, uh, and it just got ploughed to the ground. When was I believe the, we said no, thank you. Yeah, when was the last time you saw a film in 3D? I like 3D. I love 3D. Give me the glasses. I, I love it. But I am alone on this island. I think most people don't like 3D. I think the thing is I, I don't mind the experience, but I end up having a headache every single time. Mm. So I've just chosen never to see it again because... I don't want a headache. I just don't remember the last time it was an option. Like, you know, I remember you used to go to every film that was 3D and at the previous screening it would be you get your 3D glasses. Mm. I have literally got a box of 3D glasses at home. Yeah. And now it just like it just petered out at the point where you just don't see 3D films anymore. The, the best 3D I ever saw and I'm sure long-time listeners of the show will remember, um, I went on for about it for probably three years, uh, Fright Night, mm, mm. Uh, because I saw it um, on my birthday in like one of the cushy screens at um, Belmont. So it was really close and it was in 3D and there's some scenes in there where like they're really reaching out at the screen mm. and there's like one final scene and just about pooed my pants. Um Good 3D. But that was the thing with the, the 3D that uh, James Cameron brought back was instead of it coming out at you, there was more depth in the screen. So it was like the actual uh, the, the actual uh, screen was f- further back. The world felt bigger. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because now this is 14 years on. Um, he's had a lot of time to you know work with this technology that he pretty much created. Mm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if he can bring it back. But um, yeah, I'm not sure if the audiences are going to be as on board for it now as they were back in 2008 where we hadn't seen 3D for a very long time. Honestly, I have to be... I really just don't think people are interested in seeing Avatar two. People, I don't. Do people really are they into the blue cats anymore? I don't think so. Like the thing is, it's not like uh, the, the Marvel movies where there's a lot of people cosplaying as mm. these characters and keeping them alive uh, at conventions. Um, there hasn't been any TV shows or animated things made about it that people mm. have latched onto. There is this, this one movie that did really well because it was introducing a technology we hadn't seen in such a long time. Because before that, the only 3D we really had was the blue-red kind of 3D, yeah. which was you know pretty lame. Um, this was like something you know, innovative, different. It was like something we'd never seen before. But yeah. now... We're, we're going to be uh, seeing, like, a better version of something we've seen before. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we should have to wait and see. Um, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, the Batman 2 has been announced. Uh, there's no other um, you know, information there except for Matt Reeves, uh, Robert Patterson and Zoe Kravitz are all coming back. Yeah. Uh, I'd expect to see the, ping, uh, the Penguin come back as well because uh, I think – and probably – sorry, the what? The Penguin. Penguin? Penguin. Who are you, Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> no. Penguin. You want penguin? Ping, penguin. Peng, penguin. 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 Anyway, penguin. moving yeah. on. Um, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, so Colin Farrell did a great job with that. And also you'll probably see uh, the Riddler coming back and the Joker coming into it and, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, wait to be seen uh, what more is going to come from that one. There's a, am I right that there was a third Venom confirmed? Yes, there was a third Venom confirmed as well. 
Yes. Uh, there was that also- was me sighing, by the way, because I just don't feel it's necessary. I don't think the first or second one was necessary. The second one was terrible with a few funny bits. Yeah. No, they were, they're not good films. They're mm-hmm. not. No, sir. Yeah. Uh, Kat's uh, uh, saying that it's Penguin. 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 That sounds wrong. Penguin sounds better. Penguin. Penguin, yes. There's no A in it, though. I know, but... Penguin. Yeah, Penguin. penguin. I, th- I think Benedict Cumberbatch uh, a few years ago did a documentary, the narration for a penguin thing, mm. and I think he was like um, penguin. I don't know how he said it, but Yeah, Google it's it. a very hard word to pronounce. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently it is. It's like that, that show on Apple, Ted Lasso. It's, that's very hard to pronounce. How is Ted Lasso hard to pronounce? I, I don't know, because every time I pronounce it, I seem to pronounce it wrong. Is it because it is it Ted Lasso or Ted? La- yeah, it's, 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 I got a message from your wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're getting a new car this year, aren't you? I am. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, who is the maker? Uh, Toyota. Say that again. Toyota. It's better. Toyota. There you go. <laughs> See, but that's it. it, it Toyota. Toyota. To me, it sounds like Toyota. To- Toyota. I'm getting a Toyota. Woohoo! Know? Yeah, which is kind of kind of cool. Um, yeah, the the black phone, which we've we've spoken about, uh, uh, we've spoken about uh, a lot, which looks absolutely amazing with uh, um, uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke in it. I, I watched really the trailer again this week, and I'm I'm like, I don't own any Depends, but if I'm going to see it, I might need to invest. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, Lightyear uh, looks really good. Uh, Barbie movie. Uh, Margot Robbie is going to be in the Barbie movie uh, with Ryan Gosling playing Ken. Oh, and it's also going to star Will Ferrell, Simulu, uh, Simulu, uh, and uh, Kate McKinnon. So this is the sort of thing that when you hear about it, it sounds like it's going to be trash, but then you hear the people who are going to be in it, and you're like, hmm, they might be doing something interesting and innovative with it, and it might end up being funny as. And then you hear that, but you you would hope it's an adult version. Yes, and then you hear that it's being directed by Greta Gerwig. So oh, that's. This- that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's an interesting conversation happening around that. Yep, exactly. Mm. And that's going to be in cinemas July 21, 2023. Uh, there's also going to be a new Ghostbusters and that is all the information I've got. Oh, yes, because that's all the information they're releasing. Exactly, yeah. But, mm. uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I think based on the Ghostbusters we've just seen Afterlife that they're going to, it's going to be a, a more corporate Ghostbusters this time. Just that's just my feeling. Anyway, uh, what else? Got uh, Black Adams coming out as well. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, uh, Wonka, blah blah blah. Oh, this one, Wicked. That. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So the musical. Are they going to do it as a musical? Yeah, yeah. So the Wicked musical uh, has got uh, Ariana Grande and Cynthia. No, thank you. N- no. No, you don't like Ariana Grande? Is she not good? Uh, look, actually, I've softened on her over the years. I uh, think she's matured. Fair enough then. Uh, and a Cynthia Ivaro, uh, uh, I don't know who she is, but uh, she's apparently in, in it as well. Uh, so there's going to be a Wicked film that's going to be released in two parts. The first part's going to be December 25th, 2024. Uh, that's in two years' time. And the uh, second part will be a year later on the December 25th, 2025. I'm not happy about that. No. I saw the play. I don't think it needs to be split in two. Well, I saw the play and it was split in two. Well, yes, because plays are. They have an <laughs> intermission. But 
I, I get the feeling... I just didn't think it was that long. I get the feeling that what might be happening here is they might be adding to the story because the book of Wicked, there was some other stuff that happened in there True. that didn't happen on the screen, so maybe they're Fleshing adding it, it out in. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you said, Venom 3 um, got greenlit. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's yeah some of the news that, that came out of CinemaCon, so, which is... A lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might um, go to an ad and come back with a film review. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So Netflix has been advertising to me a film called The Adam Project, which I keep wanting to watch, so I'm going to find out whether or not it's worth it. Um, yeah, it's um, an interesting... Uh... That sounds like a no, everybody. No, no, no. It's not, it's not, it's not a no. It's, um, yeah, it's one of those, those films where I'm trying to just wrap my head around still. Oh. Um, but it's like, I don't know what it is. Like, it, it, maybe it was because I watched this film uh, on my TV and it was a, a small screen and I was just like, I should have gone upstairs and watched it on, on in the theatre. But it's been made for Netflix, therefore you should be able to watch it on a small screen and not feel like disconnected. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the time of day I, I watched it or, or what it was, but I didn't feel like it was, you know, cinematic. Mm-hmm. And I, I found this a lot for the, the, the films are made for uh, Netflix or the streaming services that, I don't get the same feel from them as I do for a film that's made for a cinematic release. No, because it's like it's almost slightly more relaxing. Mm, mm. Like it doesn't feel like an event. It's like I could pause this and go and make myself a coffee. There's, I could maybe go on my phone. There's no urgency. If I need to have a wee, I yeah. can stop it and come back. Mm. Whereas if you're in a cinema, like if you need to have a wee, then you're kind of like, oh, oh, and you're waiting for that point where you can go and quickly run to the, the toilet and come back and it's all good. So I, I think um, that's the, 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 the issue I have with it is that uh, I, I just – I think this movie could have been put onto the big screen. Right. But – probably had to have a few more dollars put into it um, to make it more cinematic and, and movie-worthy. Um, but the, 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 the story is uh, you've got uh, Ryan Reynolds who's playing Adam and you've also got uh, Walker Scobell who's playing Adam as well. But Walker is playing Adam as like a prepubescent teen mm. and Ryan is playing Adam as an adult. And... It's in the world, uh, I think it was 2050, and, uh, and Adam, Big Adam, uh, comes back to uh, 2022 and is trying to stop time travel because it's going to destroy the world. And so he uh, comes back, but he doesn't come back far enough because he had to... Um, uh, actually, you know, meet up with his father, uh, who is not alive at this stage because he died previous to 2022. Um, so he's jumped to the wrong time period and needs to get further back. But the only way he can do that is with young Adam because he is injured and his ship won't actually allow him to fly because 
even though he's got the genetics to to like you know access the controls, because he's injured, the ship's going no 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 you're too ill to fly so you, you can't fly so um, it's kind of forces him to take young Adam back to the past um, and continue his mission to stop time travel. So is his dad Mark? Ruffalo? His dad is Mark Ruffalo, yes. Mm. Yeah, so his dad's Mark Ruffalo, uh, who plays uh, Lewis Reed, and Jennifer Garner is his mum playing Ellie Reed. Um, Reunited again. Mm, and <laughs> You don't know what I mean, do you? Mm, wait a minute. 13 going on 30. Oh, okay. Great little yeah. show. Great Excellent. little movie. I don't think they actually had any scenes together in this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not reunited. Not reunited, no. Uh, but he did uh, He did have scenes, well, uh, Mark Ruffalo didn't, but uh, Ryan Reynolds did have scenes with Zoe Saldana, who's also in this film. And uh, she plays his wife. And she's the reason he's trying to stop time travel because uh, it all goes pear-shaped. Um, yeah, I think, I think what's at fault here is a story. Like, I don't think the story was, like, even when I was just describing it to you just then. You, did you see me glaze over? Yeah. I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, it's it's just the way the story is put. Because, I mean, you know me. I, I love a bit of Ryan Reynolds. I think he's great. Yeah, and I love yeah. a bit of timey-wimey yeah. stuff too, but it's got to be done right. Yes, yes. You've got to hit the nail on the head when you do stuff like that. Otherwise, it kind of comes off as um, amateur. Yeah. And they spent... Uh, a bit too much time uh, with the the uh, older Adam, younger Adam kind of dynamic going mm. on there, and yeah, just um, it it was okay. It was it was not a great film, but I guess you you you've already paid your Netflix subscription. Subscription. <laughs> so if you wanted something to do with uh, an hour and forty minutes, then. There you go. You can or chuck it on in the background while you're cooking dinner or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's uh, yeah, just one of those, those things where uh, I just wonder if um, it would have been better had it been made for cinema. Would they put more time and effort into it? Um, but, I mean, there was uh, several writers on the project. Um, so, yeah, but the, the worrying thing is, is that Sean Levy, who is a director, is also going to be the director of Deadpool 3. As well. Mm. So hopefully they'll do a better job of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's disappointing. Are we going to score it at all? Or? I will give uh, The Adam Project uh, two and a half bullies because there, there are some bullies in this film and bullies are bad. Bullies are bad. Yeah. They, they suck. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I. I just think that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's me being a snob and thinking that, like, you know, these kind of films should be made for the big screen. Like, and if it had been on the big screen and it was just my focus and I wasn't, like, you know, couldn't pick up my phone or do mm. anything, maybe I would have enjoyed it more, but I don't know. It's Because you could have been immersed in it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Mm. Interesting theory. But just didn't feel... Big and cinematic. Yeah. From the, from the just the, the the way it was presented, it just felt more like a long TV show. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that's disappointing. Mm. But that's okay. You've saved me a job. I don't have to watch that now. Um, so tick that off my list. Don't need to see <laughs> it. Um, so I last night watched a film from the Spanish Film Festival. The Spanish Film Festival um, opened yesterday and is running until the eighteenth of. Um, the 18th of May, so quite a long period. And it's got, um, it, it's playing at Luna Leadville, Palace Rain uh, Square and Luna on, on Essex here in, in Fremantle. So um, 
I watched a movie called Beyond the Summit, which is it's uh, about a guy called Matteo who is not an overly experienced um, mountain climber, but he has done some mountain climbing previously, um, and he he embarks on this journey to to climb. Annapurna, which is the, I, I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly, but it is the highest mountain in the Himalayas. So he's he's set to do this. Um, he's got himself very, 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 very fit um, and in a good state to do it, but he's chosen to do it in winter, which is not when you're supposed to do it. It's also not when any permits are allowed. So he's not even technically allowed to be hiking it, or climbing it, um, but he just made this choice as it's he's he's made this choice because he wants to do something and promise. Uh, uh, how do I say this without giving too much away? Um, he's got his reasons why he mm-hmm. wants to do it at that time and um, and why he wants to go there in the first place. Um, but unfortunately, he not long after starting his climb, has an accident. He is then um, taken in by um, Ioni. I've probably pronounced that wrong uh, too. I wrote it down three different ways to try and say it phonetically and now I'm not too sure. Ioni? Ioni. Um, Anyway, so she is is living and has been living for the last three months in this little, um, this hut at the base of Annapurna, which is Mm. the the base of the mountain. And her reasons for living there in the middle of winter become clearer as the movie goes on. Uh, But again, you're you're questioning why would you be living here in the middle of winter? What is going on? So both of them kind of have their reasons for doing what they're doing. And um, obviously this this creates a bond between them. Um, So after the accident, Matteo is still hell-bent on making this climb, you know, regardless of how unsafe it is, um, the bad weather, you know, he just is, he's got his mindset and um, Ioni is like, you know, if you do this, I'm, I'm not going to come up there and save you. You're going to die, mate, basically. <laughs> She's like, I ain't going to come up there and help you because you're too heavy. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting film and it explores, you know, grief and um, it's, it's kind of a, a cross between a drama and an adventure film. Um, so that is showing um, through the Spanish Film Festival. I think there's a couple of showings of that one. I'm going to try to get to a few other Spanish films while it's still while it's still showing, uh, get, review a couple of other films. There's some really good ones there. Like when I saw the, uh, some of the trailers, I was like, wow, yeah. there's some really good films in this. There is, and there's a. They're doing a spotlight on Penelope, uh, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem. So they've got um, Yamon Jamon, or uh, again, excuse mm-hmm. my me for butchering the language, um, but it's. I cannot believe this, but it's the thirtieth anniversary of that film. It seems impossible to me that Penelope Cruz is old enough to be in a film that has like a thirty-year anniversary, like, and she wasn't like two when she made it. But anyway, um, 30th year anniversary. It's the first film that Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem did together. Um, you've also got another film with both of them in it, Loving Pablo, which is uh, about um, Pablo... Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? 
It's right on the tip of my tongue. Picasso? No. no. The guy who does drugs. The guy. Um, <laughs> Escobar. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so that's got both of them in it as well. And another film, Parallel Mothers, which showed earlier in the year. So some people may have seen that. And again, if you've missed your opportunity to see that, now is a, another great time to, to go and see that. And it's, it's um, again, obviously stars Penelope Cruz and it's about um, these two mothers, one young and one a bit older, who give birth in the same birthing suite and how their relationship kind of intertwines and their lives intertwine with each other. Very, very well-received film. And um, so if you haven't had an opportunity to see that before, now is a good time. Um, I don't know if you saw, but they're doing Encanto in Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah, they've oh, got a few, a few screenings of that. So if you've seen the movie and you really loved it and you don't speak Spanish, go and see it because so, it's a movie you can enjoy and, you know, enjoy it in a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great opportunity. Awesome opportunity to take kids as well. They don't necessarily need to be able to, um, you know, read everything that's going on in the screen because they've seen it before and just a bit more magical to see it, like, in the language it was... It was um, Four, really, I guess. Um, So there's lots and lots of films. Obviously, it's going until the 18th of May and tickets range between $13 and $22, but you can also get um, multi-film passes. So, you know, if you want to see a few more, there's a good way of um, getting it cheap. It'd be so. good to speak Spanish. So many people in the world speak Spanish. I know. it's mm. uh, Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, uh, alas. <laughs> you cannot learn every language, um, but if you would All like to, one, apparently. <laughs> if you would like to immerse yourself in the Spanish language, go to SpanishFilmFestival.com. Um, you can look at all the films there, uh, buy tickets there. Um, you can be redirected to um, the the Lunar websites as well as the Palace Rain Cinema um, website. Buy tickets and yeah, have a good old time. And I might play if you're listening live. A lunar ad. Nice. How how uh, well planned. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Lunar on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. Luna on Essex. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So you you saw um, Nicolas Cage's new film. Is that where we're going to now or you've, uh, you've lined up Lost City? No, I've lined up Lost City. Okay, thought, let's I, do that. I thought I'd review that first. That's a, uh, also in cinemas uh, currently. Um, and this, uh, like, this film, you've got uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Brad Pitt... Um, it just like felt, you know, cinematic. Uh, you know, um, in this film, you've got uh, Sandra Bullock playing Loretta Sage, who is a, a romance novelist. But before she was a romance novelist, her and her husband were kind of, um, you know, uh, like Indiana Jones, and uh, you know, they're into oh. the into the the history Adventurous. of yeah, the history of certain parts of the world and finding out their mysteries and and this sort of thing and. and um, 
uh, Loretta had had incorporated some of this stuff into her romance novels. Mm. And uh, so she is just having massive writer's block because she's been writing uh, this character who's you know, got this love interest with this big blonde buff buff goofy guy played by <laughs> Al, uh, played by Channing Tatum called Alan. And so Alan is just like that Fabio kind of long blonde hair, lots of muscles, uh, you know, on the cover of the book to, to make women go, ooh, I'm going to take this home and have myself a night. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and um, so uh, Loretta uh, finds herself not being able to do any more of the stories about uh, her, uh, you know, character played you know by alan um should have done what paul sheldon did and just killed the character off well that's what her plan was was that he was going to die in her next book and uh but then some super fan might kidnap you and hobble you so well in this case it's not actually a a super fan but um it is uh, a character called abigail fairfax played by daniel radcliffe abigail and abigail yeah it's gonna be a boy's name Really? I don't know. But uh, okay, then. in this in this movie, it uh, it's a, it's a it's a boy's name because apparently that's what this family did. Um, and uh, his his little brother has been given control of their family's you know company, uh, and so he's trying to make his way in the world by you know making a massive discovery. And he thinks if he can find this lost city with this tomb of this princess and find uh, this elaborate gold necklace thing or this massive treasure, that he can eclipse his younger brother. And he, so he's got issues. Do you think it's because his name was Abigail? Like, do you think he possibly got bullied at school? Don't name, don't name shame him. It's it's it's, it's fine. If okay. he, yep, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, and uh, so he kidnaps Loretta, uh, hoping that she would be able to decode a bit of parchment and help him discover the lost city. Um, so yeah, he asks her nicely to start off with, and mm-hmm. when she says no, he kidnaps her and forces her to do his evil bidding. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Alan's not having any of that, and he's going to go and rescue uh, Loretta with the help of Brad Pitt's character Jack Trainer, who was a trainer um, and is also a a person who goes and rescues people who've been kidnapped. Oh right. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's it's great. Like in the whole, like you know, Loretta and Alan don't get along, but Alan loves Loretta and has unrequited love. Oh, and and so um, and she's like, I can't be with you. You're stupid. Yeah, and and he is very dumb in a lot of lot of parts of the film, but he has redeeming features as well. But it's it's really cool. It's it's got you know the, it's got the feeling of you know Indiana Jones and uh, you know um, Romancing the Stone and you know all all those kind of films from the eighties mm. had had that kind of you know people thrown together and going on a misadventure. Um, so it was just good dumb fun. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays a great villain, mm. like really good and. Although in this, like, it wasn't like he was buffed up or anything like that, but there was one scene where he gets really angry. And when he got really angry, I, was, I could just see him as Wolverine because... Did you post this or did somebody else post this? I saw this on Facebook. Did you put it I, on I, our Unscripted? I, I put it on Unscripted, yes. Okay, yeah. then. Um, but it's, I'm not the first person to say he should be Wolverine. Mm. But He's certainly hairy enough. He's, he's hairy enough. He's... 
small as well in stature, so that's a good thing for Wolverine because Wolverine should be short. Uh, and I think he can pull off the the he can, he's a freaking good actor, so yeah. I think he can pull it off. And so I I just think that uh, you know Daniel Radcliffe should be Wolverine. He just if he hits the weight room and has a personal trainer, he would be able to get that muscle because he needs to be short and stocky, but just full of muscle. Yeah, and I reckon he could do it. Mm. Honestly, do, but yeah, th- this film like it's um, an hour and fifty-two minutes of just fun. You That's know? too long. An hour and fifty-two. No, 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 it's it's over ninety minutes. It's well paced. It okay. is, is well paced, and uh, there is a a cut scene after the uh, the credits start to roll. Uh, they didn't do the Marvel thing where they gave me enough time to go for a wee and get back to see the cut scene. Ah. so I missed it. Oh uh, no! But but Cat saw the cut scene, so I know what happens. Uh, but that's okay. Once it gets to streaming, I shall watch that cut scene. Very good. But no, it is good fun. If you're looking for a bit of PG thirteen fun, it is out in cinemas now. So go check out the Lost City. Although one. One of the um, one thing I must say though is that uh, Sandra Bullock appears to have um, uh, Botoxed her face to oblivion, so there's mm. not as much expressiveness as I, I, I'm used to seeing in her face. Yeah. But uh, that being said, uh, Kat also said Brad Pitt looked like he'd done the same thing. So uh, so Channing Tatum. It's a still, thing that people do. Yeah, Channing Tatum's still very expressive. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, yeah. He's he's just too pretty to. For Botox. Quite right, quite mm. right. But I'm going to give the Lost City uh, three and a half sparkly jumpsuits. Oh, mm. Mm, nice. Um, so, as you may remember, I have recently re signed up for Stan because it's got um, a ton of stuff on it and I've I've had a list of things that I've wanted to watch. I've started watching something called The Dropout. Have you heard much about this? Uh, I don't think so. So do you know the name Elizabeth Holmes? Yes. I don't know why. Theranos. Do you know what Theranos is? No. So um, a few years back, um, Elizabeth Holmes um, was was set to revolutionise the healthcare industry by uh, basically creating a blood testing system that people could uh, do themselves at home so they could avoid having to take knee- do needles um, and and kind of be under the thumb of the big pharma industry, right. um, you know, because you, you could kind of self-diagnose yourself. Um, and Theranos came from therapy and diagnosis. So that's where she got the name. So it's a, it's a really, really fascinating um, discovery to, to be able to take just a small prick of, of blood and be able to diagnose um, if you've got sepsis or whatever it is. But the problem is she, she got all of these investors involved and the product did not work. So um, I, I kind of missed the boat on on when this when this happened mm. a few years ago um, I did know that Elizabeth Holmes was getting pulled by you know the court to, to explain herself I don't really know where it went from there I didn't really know the hi- history of Theranos the only information I had was kind of that she had um, it, you know hoodwinked a whole bunch of investors mm. into something that was clearly never going to work um, so this is called the dropout because she dropped out of high, uh, university in at the age of nineteen to start this this medical business essentially. Um, 
so I'm only two episodes in, but she's being played by um, Amanda Siegfried and um, Elizabeth Holmes, if you're familiar with the person, has this very distinctive low tone mm. to her voice um, and it's a voice that Elizabeth Holmes created for herself to sound more authoritative. Sound smarter. Um <laughs> Um, Sounds, yes, okay, fair enough. Because I think the thing is you're going to investors for a lot of money. She's a dropout, so she appears to not have any, like she's incredibly smart. Um, And, you know, if if the idea behind what she's doing is truly revolutionary and you would want it to work. So at the start you kind of like she's kind of doing the right thing. So where does she go where does it start to become like you're just lying to people and saying that this is going to work when it's not going to work? Because at the end of the day, you need the certain amount of blood to to test, um, to, to do the tests that you need to do to mm. diagnose the things you need to diagnose. So a tiny little pr- prick of blood, logically, you're like, how does that work? So, you know, the idea behind it is really good, but... Yeah, I have to keep watching to see whereabouts it actually um, does a hard left turn. So was she saying that it works? Like, Well, this is the thing. Yeah. I haven't got to the bit ah, right. where she says, no, 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 it works, it's legitimate and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, so because I didn't follow the story very closely when it actually happened, um, I kind of missed the boat on figuring out um, what she was actually doing. Obviously, she was misleading investors um, and saying that this product was legitimate when it was maybe they, they weren't able to get a a test that actually would function. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, it's a very interesting TV show. I'm really enjoying it. Um, Naveen Andrews is also in this film playing her lover slash partner, Sunny uh, Balwandi, and there is quite a big age gap between them. I think it's 25 or something. They got they got together when she was like 19 and he was like 40-something. So it's a big age gap. Um, not that I normally have an issue with that, but I think when somebody is 19, you're still not mentally mature. Um so it, 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 you know, if she was to get together with him when she was 30, I wouldn't have had an issue. But anyway, interesting TV show on Stan right now. Um, we will go to our final ad and we will be back talking about Nicolas Cage's new film. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Uh, how much time do you have? You don't have any time. I've got, no, got no time. Here we go. Penguin. See, to me that sounds like Penguin. See? Hey, uh, look, no issues here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggled to pronounce a word earlier, so um, I, I certainly cannot be taking any higher ground here at all. To, to me, it's, it's the whole, is the dress blue and white or gold and black? I, I just don't know. Oh, so. it was blue and white. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has an answer, don't they? Yes, I do. Um, so... We we talked about um, the unbearable weight of massive talent uh, a couple of weeks ago, myself and Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about it on the weekend on Tangent City be, and and uh, you guys basically said, yeah, I think we need to see this. So give us your opinion. I'm very intrigued. And we do. We do. This is a film with no... Penguin. In it. 
<laughs> um, so that that's from now on. I'm going to have to like get um, like uh, pronunciation things on my phone. Mm-hmm. So if ever I have to say I'm going to go out for a drive in my Toyota, I've got to go. Sorry, say that again. Toyota. Okay. Yeah, yep. I've got to go and like have it on my phone. So it says Toyota. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's what I'll do from now on. So mm-hmm. I'll just I'm gonna go out for a drive and then press the button in my penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't drive your penguin. <laughs> okay. Um, the massive, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. This is a film that everyone should go and watch. Now I know it is R-rated, but is it? Well, apparently according to my classification thing here, it's saying it's R-rated. There's a bit of drugs and violence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, th- this film is is amazing. Uh, I think this is a film that we have been uh, waiting uh, decades to see. Mm. Uh, the the fact that it is Nicolas Cage playing Nick Cage, and he also plays Nicky as well. Like I don't know if you guys broached that topic in uh, when you did your review. No. So uh, in certain parts of the film, Nicolas Cage interacts with Nicolas Cage from the 80s. I think we did mention it because we mentioned that the um, the way they had done his face was really bad, mm-hmm. but it was pretty obvious that they had done it poorly. They de-aged him poorly on purpose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the the whole thing is like uh, Nicolas Cage has been having a weird career for the last decade because he had a lot of debts that he had to pay off and so he was just taking whatever roles he could kind of do. And so it gave us all these direct-to-video kind of movies. Um, but then, like, now he's kind of come out of that and is making gold again. But this film is kind of like taking the mickey out of his whole career and it is Fantastic because you've got um, Harvey uh, Gutierrez, who oh, it's, it's Harvey, isn't it? Is it J A V I? Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. I just like the way he says it. I am Harvey. Harvey, uh, played by Pedro Pascal, a legend. I, I'm telling you, he steals this movie every scene he's in. I he, love him. He's fantastic. The drug scene in particular, <laughs> his facial expressions, mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, you've also got uh, Tiffany Haddish as playing Vivian in the film. Uh, and uh, yeah, and also Neil Patrick Harris uh, appears in there as well, which I think any film with him in is definitely worth your time. Not playing himself. No, not playing. Well, I think Cage is the only one playing himself. Yeah. But this film is great. It starts off with a uh, daughter of a presidential candidate, not American. This is uh, in the South American place where uh, Harvey is. Um, I, I thought it was somewhere in Spain. Was it in Spain? Oh. Well, they're in Mallorca. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, in Spain. It's, 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 it's European then. We'll go, we'll go with okay, that. Okay, we'll yeah. go European. European. Um, and so this girl's kidnapped and the uh, the... FBI, CIA, some letters, is uh, chasing after Harvey because they think he's this massive uh, international gun runner, drug lord type of person. I don't know if it's drugs, guns probably. Um, and uh, Nicolas Cage just gets caught up in this whole thing because Harvey, bring, Harvey brings him to the island for his birthday. And he just loves Nicolas Cage, a massive fan of him, has got a shrine to Nicolas Cage. And it's just a massive – you said it before. It was a massive bromance that was yeah, happening between bromance, the two. complete um, bromance. And it's just – oh, it's so good. But you're, you're right, the drug scene is the is the icing on the cake in this Oh, film. my God. Utter hilarity. Yeah. Like Cecilia and I kept looking at each other and, and uh, yeah, it's it's very, very funny. It's it's just – it's it's gold. Like this – 
uh, is a movie I'll be getting on on Blu-ray, and I'll just hope it's just chock full of special features. Uh, I believe it will be, and yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see this film again and to get all of the references because some of the references I did not get. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a reference to not the bees, not the bees, the Wicker Man, yeah, um, which I didn't get. Yeah. So Chris had to explain that to me after we left. So I think Luna are actually playing the Wicker Man in the next few um, months, actually. Because uh, they do like mm-hmm. the older movies and stuff. So there you go. So what was Kat's thoughts? Did she enjoy it as yeah, much yeah. as you did? I, yeah, she, she loved it as well. It was just, it was really good. Like um, Nicolas Cage has got so much to offer the world, uh, be it Willy's Wonderland, Pig, or the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, he's it, it just came back into his own. And I really hope that... Um, a lot of writers and directors take this on board, just how much he's got to give and start casting him in things again. I, yeah, because yeah, and I think, like, I still need to see Pig, but he talks about it being one of his favourite things that he's ever done and Cecilia loves it and if Cecilia loves it, it's probably very good. It's 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 amazing because it's people always, like, cast Nicolas Cage and you know, expect him to go to, a, go to 11 every time. Uh, but in Pig, it shows how good he can be when he's being absolutely sedate. Yeah, see, this is why I think he's got way more to offer than people think. Mm, mm. So I'm I'm excited for the next few years. But I'm I'm still looking forward to a role where he just like loses the wig and just goes completely bald. Because uh, that, that's. Do you what, think he wears a wig? I'm pretty damn sure his hair's a wig. No. You reckon it's real? He's got very. He's got the long. The, the, the what do you call those things? Hair. No. <laughs> Eyebrows. No. <laughs> the widow's peak. Is that yeah. what they call it? Where you know you've your hair receding on the sides. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've I've always I've always thought that uh, his hair looks very wiggy. Wiggy, 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 whack. Well done. Uh, but yeah, no. This... Uh, we, you know what the thing is? It's John Travolta. Exactly. And how good does he look when he, he lost his hair and just shaved it all off? Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, face-off joke, by the way, just yeah. in case you didn't pick that up. Exactly. Well done. Uh, That's a magnificent film. It is. I could eat a peach all day. <laughs> Still holds up. It's Still holds up. so good. Uh, but yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, I'm going to give this one five gold pistols. Nice. Um, and there are other things out today if you're listening um, live or, um, you know, listening to the podcast. Uh, apparently the Downton Abbey A New Era film is out. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the the that particular preview. Um, there's another film out called Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, which is a Japanese film um, that I believe is a combination of stories. And I really, really wanted to see this film so I could review it because um, it, it did look really fascinating, but I unfortunately just missed my chance to do that. There's another very strange film out called After Yang. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this, but this has got... Um, Colin Farrell in it and it takes place in a I guess an alternate reality or far in the future where it appears that their children are androids um it's a very confusing trailer but it looks very very interesting and that is also out today so um ha- check out that trailer you might be interested there's a, another show I'm watching on Stan uh which we've discovered it's from 2015 2016 and it's called You Me and the Apocalypse Mm. Uh, where this massive asteroid is heading towards Earth and is going to kill everyone. Uh, and it's following the story of uh, this guy who lost his girlfriend seven years beforehand, finds out he's got a twin brother, 
and uh, yeah, it's just uh, Rob Lowe plays a priest trying to find uh, the second coming of Christ, um, and it's just it's it's it's, it's, it's awesome because you, me, it's and the wiggity 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 whack. We got to get out of here. Um, stay tuned um, for Quizzy. He's here digging in crates. We shall catch you next week. Bye bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.